today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Alaska and the United are returning 737 MAX 9s to service. Just as Kayak reports, people's online behavior searches are increasingly trying to avoid the MAX 9 aircraft. And California joins the list of states with digital driver's licenses. Those stories and more next in the news. We have tips for those headed to places where driving in winter conditions are a little different than here in Sacramento. And we talk about the value of on-time rankings for the major airlines. That's coming up in our Smarter Traveler segment at 1120. United is selling miles by subscription, and American Airlines may be lying to passengers about carry-on bag restrictions. Those stories in our airline update at 1135. We've talked a lot about the year-long cruise or the -the around-the-world journey on the ocean. Well, we're going to tell you about one such cruise that never departed. And so far, a lot of people are out of a lot of money. Plus, you can now get a cabin on the Icon of the Seas cruise that opens to the ocean. Details on these stories and more coming up on our cruise update at 1150. Welcome to the place travelers come for important news and cool stuff. It's the Saturday edition of the Travel Guys. On the road again, I've been everywhere, man. Jamaica, Solo Seattle. Get your kicks on Route 66. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for dialing us in. Don't forget now, links to our special guests and a lot of the stuff we talk about can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Mark, welcome back from uh, Key West, Florida. It looks like you brought some of that warm weather yeah. We're going to have this coming week with you, huh? How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our annual visit to Key West. I have to ask you right off the top, you have gone to Key West a number of times with uh-huh. sports leisure vacation travelers. And, uh, you know, you, you have a, probably learned a lot. And there's probably something about traveling with you and sports leisure that uh, can make the trip uh, unique and perhaps a little bit more more fun as well, a result of that. Yeah, like any, if, if you're a traveler and let's say you've got a timeshare somewhere and every year you spend Easter or, or Christmas or your birthday week or whatever it is in that special destination, Hawaii, wherever that might, might be, San Diego, wherever that might be. And so having been to Key West for a number of years, I've got a whole long list of people I know there and who know, despite the fact that our company only comes once a year, with a group of 25 to 30 people, they know who we are. And it, it's funny, this year, um, as, I, as I saw some of them, they would say, gosh, has it been a whole year? It kind of becomes a marker seeing each other. Mm-hmm. So the lady that runs the Key Lime Pie Company and the, the waitresses at Sloppy Joe's and the guy at the Butterfly Conservatory and our, God bless our, our wonderful uh, trolley driver down there, Louie, who being on a sh- doing a tour of Key West with Louis for an hour is like stepping into a a comedy show filled with information about wherever you are. 
Um, the man is just, he's been driving a trolley in Key West for 35 years, and it literally is a stage show being out there with him. And we just had such a great time. I mean, we did some touristy things. We went on a uh, alligator jet boat and saw alligators out in the Everglades and, you know, did some of those touristy type things. But we did some some fun things, too. We have a drag show that we go to down there every year. And, again, we've been going there so long, the drag performer knows us by name. And uh, <laughs> it, it's just – it's a lot of fun. If you ever um, – you need to put Key West on your list. And don't do it as a three- or a five-hour stop on a cruise ship and think that you can have any idea what Key West is about. You've got to go there and stay two or three or four nights or a week. There's lots to do. If you like to drink and – and carry on, then you'll be you'll have more things to do. But even if you don't, <laughs> there are all kinds of wonderful, cool things to do in Key West. It's an end of the road destination, and I I can't re- recommend it more highly. It's also get ready if you're flying there, like we flew to Miami and home from Key West, um, so we could traverse the the uh, highway over the ocean there. But it's a long way home from Key West. It's two hours to Atlanta and then five more hours to Sacramento. So it's it's a long ways home. From, it's about the furthest domestic destination in the country from Sacramento. But, man, is it ever worth it. you got to go in the off-season because it gets really humid in Florida in the summer. Even in March, April, it gets way too humid for people from California. So if you're going to Key West, I would say... December, January, first couple weeks of February, um, especially if you're not used to humidity, that's that's the time that you want to be there. Temperatures, it was windy while we were there, winds in the 20s, but it was also the temperatures were in the low 70s, so the wind didn't bother us. Anyway, I'm sorry, that was a huge Key West commercial, but probably more than you wanted. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. All right, we are the Travel Guys, and at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the travel news. And with uh, today's travel news update, uh, here's Mark. The FAA has cleared Boeing to put the 737 MAX 9 aircraft that have been on the ground for a few weeks back in the sky. That mostly impacts Alaska and United Airlines here in the United States. Um, There will be extra inspections. Alaska reports that they intend to start putting their planes back in the sky on a one-by-one basis tomorrow. United Airlines is going to start restoring uh, their aircraft to service on Monday. So that will will allow for – there will be fewer cancellations, especially if you are flying Alaska. However, the people at Kayak.com, which is a website that allows you to compare hotel and airfares, hotel prices and airfares, um, Kayak has a filter that allows people to de- to determine which type of aircraft they want to fly on or not want to fly on. This is something they've had for a long time. It didn't just pop up because of this situation. Kayak reports that the number of people using that filter has increased 15-fold in the last couple of weeks. So that's a a huge increase in the number of people. Now, it remains to be seen where folks will fly on a MAX 9 aircraft or not. Um, I will just tell you that I would have no hesitation, especially since they now stopped for a couple weeks. Everybody caught their breath, said, all right, let's find out what the problem is. They think they've figured out what the problem is, that there was just an issue with the way that the uh, bolts were put on that door. They're going to do it a little different way. They're going to make sure that the that I've I've listened to Boeing 
people who formerly worked for Boeing, people who um, work for Boeing subsidiaries that have something to do with the aircraft online and stuff ad nauseum the last few days. I'm pretty convinced that um, that they have figured out what the problem is and that they will fix it. Now, does that mean that Boeing won't have any more problems? No, it not doesn't necessarily mean that. But it does mean that the government, the FAA, is paying a little closer attention now. And I think Boeing knows that they're really under the microscope. Their CEO seems to be a generally honest guy who, at least at this point, knows what's going on. So I, I wouldn't hesitate to get on one of the airplanes. But I certainly understand the public's uh, apprehension about getting on one of them. As Kayak reports, 15 times as many people are inquiring what type of aircraft their airline is flying to get to their destination. Frontier Airlines, which is one of the ultra-low-cost carriers, along with Spirit and Allegiant, has a new strategy. They are expanding and they're attacking what are called legacy airline hubs. So, for example, uh, San Francisco is a United hub. Seattle is an Alaska hub. Uh, Salt Lake City is a Delta hub. Uh, American and Delta have hubs in Dallas. So what Frontier has decided to do is to fly between those hub cities on their three, four, five times a week schedule as opposed to legacy carriers, which, you know, United flies between San Francisco and Los Angeles nine, ten times a day. So that would be 60, 70 times a week. Frontier is going to compete with them on a four, five, six time a week basis um, with much lower fares, of course, where you then pay for everything a la carte. We'll see how that works for them. It's an interesting strategy. Um, not They've decided that not every flight goes to Florida and San Diego, that maybe there might be some business hidden in some of these other places. It's not going to affect Sacramento very much, but it's going to be great for consumers that fly between those destinations on other carriers because other carriers in some way will probably try to at least match the fares. Here's something really cool. Uh, You had to believe that this was coming fairly soon. The other states, Arizona, Colorado, Georgia, and Maryland, have all fixed it so that you can get uh, digital driver's licenses. And California has now joined that list. So how would that help traveling? When you go through TSA, you don't have to take your ID out of your wallet because there it is right there on your phone. And they can scan it really easily on your phone anywhere else where you would need to present your ID at a hotel desk or something like that you would have a digital ID. It would, and it would be able to be scanned just like your regular ID would be able to be scanned. There is a link to information about this at TravelGuysRadio.com. you got to make sure, though, yes. that uh, if you're, you know, and I still know people that do this. They don't have any, any passwords, any lockage on their phone. Mm-hmm. Their phone is open to the world. Somebody picks it up. They can anything on that phone they can access. So if you don't have a password thingy, so that you, the others can't get into your phone, if you're going to go with a digital driver's license, mm-hmm. you better lock it down. Because uh-huh. I, I mean, you know, generally speaking, you have to lose your whole wallet to lose your driver's license in most cases, unless you're dropping in line while you're getting on a plane or something. So right. once, uh, once you know, this would be a good time to start learning how to do that. Well, and did you know, Tom, just as a sidebar there, the most common passwords that are used are on your phone, one, two, three, four. Um, And you know what the most common password is? Password. The word password. 
Um, so if somebody's trying to get into your stuff and you're using something really that simple, Tom, you make a really valid point. Now, if you're going to put your ID on your phone, uh, you might want to just step up the protection level just a tad. All right, we've got some. We need to get through the rest of this uh, stuff here. Another story about the FAA allowing the Max 9 to return to service. The FAA says they are going to restrict airspace over Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. They are even restricting where you can park. Um, cars are going to have an extra level of searching and protection. Harry Reid International, uh, the primary ga- air gateway travel to Las Vegas, um, is where all of this is going to take uh, place, but also the North Las Vegas Airport, Henderson Executive Airport, and the Boulder City Airport, which generally are private plane airports, are all going to have stepped-up security. So they are concerned that there could be an issue sometime around the Super Bowl. Good idea to put in some extra security at those airports. And finally, a penguin wandered onto a New Zealand airport runway. Oh, a, no. pilot, a pilot saw this very rare type of blue New Zealand penguin at the Wellington International Airport earlier this month. Uh, They were able to spot it in time, got the little penguin off the runway. Apparently the penguins live fairly nearby, and despite the fact that the airport is fenced off and screened off, somehow this penguin got under the fence and was completely worn out by the time it got to the runway, which, remember, it's summertime down there. It was 120 degrees on the pavement on the runway. So good thing they got the little guy off. The penguin is saved in New Zealand. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your travel news for today. Say, is that a penguin or Danny DeVito? Hey there, my friends. Uh, hey, Mark, are you you, you gonna uh, you, you doing the uh, playoff games? Uh, the big game. You go watch that stuff. The playoff games. Yeah. The playoff game. You know the big playoff game. Yeah, we. Big, you know, it was funny being on the East Coast because everything is three hours different from the West Coast. So, like, right. we were able to go to dinner and come home and watch the 49er game in its entirety the other night, well, um, which go. was which only turned out to be one of the best football games maybe in history. Just about. What I was going to say is, though, if you're planning on getting some people together for a game, here's an idea. A lot of people will do pizza or snacks or whatever. How about some nice, fresh Dungeness crab Mm. for your party? You'll be everybody will definitely want to be there. Uh, See my friends at Rudy's Hideaway, the place to get seafood and hand cut steaks for over 50 years and fresh caught Dungeness crab. The Dungeness crab season is finally open here in California, and the Lobster House is your full-service crab feed fundraiser place. If you want to get 30 pounds or more of fresh Dungeness crab for your party, uh, Rudy's can get it to you at a special rate. You just tell them that the travel guy sent you, and uh, Steve will hook you up. Also, I want to point out that the uh, travel guy special is still available. Twenty nine ninety five. you get a six-ounce lobster tail with the rice peel-off, the fresh vegetables, the butter, the sourdough bread, all the fixings for twenty nine ninety five. Again, Dungeness Crab, you need it for your parties or a birthday or any time. This is a perfect time to get it at uh, Rudy's. They're off of Highway 50 and um, in Hazel. Hey there, my friends. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. 
We are the travel and entertainment guys here every Saturday from 11 to 12. You can find us at TravelGuysRadio.com. If you're traveling uh, out of the house, uh, out of the state, uh, out of the country, you can always listen in on iHeartRadio. If you don't have the app, you ought to get it. Okay, Mark, we've got some fun stuff to talk about here in our Smarter Traveler segment. Uh, We teased that if uh, those of you headed to places where driving in winter conditions are a little different than Sacramento, yeah, you better know where you're headed. I, I have friends that still, to this day, have never driven in the snow, and we live just down the street from it. (laughs) <laughs> um, I remember visiting Kansas City to during the, the Christmas holidays a couple of three years ago and thinking that I could drive from my father's house back to the hotel, which was about three or four miles, and then realizing that, you know, I was turning the rental car in the next morning, so I really needed to top off the gas tank before I got there. <laughs> so I got into this. It had been snowing. The roads were clear, but the roads were clear. That's the key thing. Not the parking lots, not the service station parking lot. And I almost got stuck and couldn't get out of the service station. And uh, my member of my family uh, uh, had a, a lot of fun uh, laughing at me and, and uh, taking pictures <laughs> and stuff like that. It was, uh, But the point is, we are flatlanders who live where it, you know, a snow here is once every five or ten years we get a sixteenth of an inch and we all try to run out and roll it into balls before it melts. Um, it's very rare <laughs> for truth. us to deal with ice on the roads here. Um, although mm-hmm. people who don't live very far from here, you know, up the road 30, 45 minutes, Placerville, above Auburn, Nevada City, Grass Valley, those folks deal with those conditions on at least an irregular basis a few times a year. Um, but you might be traveling somewhere and you might have a need to know some of the basic ideas. I know that the situation I was talking about, I really wish that I had sat down before I went on that trip and read an article like this and went, oh, yeah, you know, those are two or three things that probably might that might be applicable during my trip. Our friends at Travelers United have put together a list. Um, top 18 tips for safe winter driving in difficult conditions. And I just thought it made for really good reading quick reading it talks a little bit about four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive vehicles and electric vehicles um, operating in frigid weather which is an extra consideration about making sure you have a spare tire of course if you have a rental car usually they're pretty well equipped but if you're driving yourself you might not remember that you didn't put something back in the car that might turn out to be really critical along the way do you ever travel tom or ever drive much in in winter conditions Oh, man, a, a lot when I was uh, much younger and I skied and we would go up to uh, up to Tahoe or up towards Reno and, and hit uh, all of the ski resorts. And uh, uh, I mean, six, eight hour uh, trips, sometimes in the snow, putting on chains, all different kinds of vehicles. So uh, I'm pretty well versed in what it takes to deal with that. And you're absolutely correct. A little bit of knowledge goes a long ways. And uh, I remember breaking off uh, my buddy's uh windshield wiper in the middle of a of a trip where I got out and tried to wipe the snow away from the windshield and the uh, the towel I was using got snagged on the wiper and all of a sudden zing one wiper car Uh uh-huh yeah well windshield wipers uh little things like ice scrapers 
You oh, know, yeah. because you wouldn't think about you in, in, in Sacramento. When was the last time you needed an ice scraper? So anyways, right. if you go to travelguysradio.com, our friends from Travelers United have posted this list. You can read it in five minutes. It's an easily uh, downloadable or printable article that you could take with you on the road in five minutes. You might save yourself five hours stuck in the snow. Oh, yeah. Online rankings for the airport for the airlines are out. Um, and our friend Chris Elliott prints them. They come uh from the department of of uh transportation and it's they consider a flight to be on time if it arrives within 15 minutes of its scheduled time so um in in terms of late it can arrive as early as as possible um also uh, some of the discussion points out that you know airlines are padding their schedules so that they can make sure that they arrive on time and the like i have no issue with that frankly i don't care how much you pad the schedule if we arrive 20 or 25 minutes early that's not necessarily an issue for me, um, but I want to make sure I can make that connecting flight. And if the connection is an hour and now I have an hour and 15 minutes and suddenly I have time to do to both go to the bathroom and get something to eat and run to the adjoining concourse, I don't see that as a, as a huge problem. Um, On-time performance of the flight is what's more important. That's something we can address in an upcoming Travel Guys program. One more thing before we get to the break here, uh, Tom, I want to address – there are a lot of commercials on TV I notice in recent days about, hey, buy your travel from us. We can give you a discount. Priceline says 60%, and these guys say 40%. And uh, United says, hey, book your hotel room with us and save big bucks. And all of those guys can't be, you know, it's off of what price are they basing that? What retail price are they coming up with that saving? All I can say is really do your homework when you're going to travel. Don't rely on just one price. Um, somebody can use a highly inflated price and say it's a huge discount. The reality is go to the hotel website and see what the hotel's selling it for. Go to places like Kayak and Travago that compare pricing for you to give you an idea of what several different websites are selling a product for. You may find a huge difference. Also, check their cancellation policies. That sometimes has to do with the pricing. Sometimes you're better off just buying it directly from the airline or the hotel. Remember, if you have a problem, it might be a lot easier to deal with the person who actually produced the product. Anyway, just some wisdom. We can talk about that more on a future program, but there is no substitute for either doing your homework or hiring somebody who has already done it for you. You bet. And sometimes if you call the hotel direct, if you got a great price on Priceline and you say you know, a comparison shop, they, they very well may give you that uh, that best rate directly from the uh, from the hotel. We are the travel and entertainment guys, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Want to thank our new producer, Justine, for joining us. Welcome to a part of the Travel Guys radio show. Remember, links to a lot of the stuff we talk about and more can always be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Before we get to the American Airlines thing about maybe lying to their customers, we've got a little airline date here. Joining us online is our road reporter, Clayton Whitehead. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, Mark and Tom. How are you doing today? Hey, good, my friend. You got an good. email... Um, last week that I that you shared that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, airlines will try to peddle you just about anything under just about any circumstances, but this is something uh, a little different than what I'd ever seen before. Can you explain to our audience here what you what your email was all about? 
Well, it was an email from United Airlines directed to their best customers, and it was giving me an awesome opportunity, which was to join a subscription service, and monthly I would automatically be given the, uh, the predetermined number of additional miles that I was willing to purchase at a discounted price. And the discount, I believe, was 25% off. But this would be not just a one-time grab, but, uh, but something I'm subscribing to. So every month <laughs> I would get that little additional bit of miles into my account. And, of course, every month, ka-ching, ka-ching on my credit card. Well, wow. <laughs> how courteous of United, instead of just grabbing, bending over and grabbing your ankles once, you get to do it on a monthly basis. Um, and when I, yeah. when, I saw, when I saw in the email, Clayton, that it said um, 25% off miles by the month, I mean, a lot of people would think, wow, I can get 25% off. But two things I would point out. Um, one is that United regularly offers people the opportunity to purchase miles at a discount greater than 25%. So I think that's kind of weird to offer your best customers a 25% discount on a subscription basis when you regularly make offers greater than that. And the other thing is, has anybody looked at the number of miles? If if you've been saving for a while and you haven't looked at, just go online, United, Delta, American, whatever, any of those big three, and you've been saving for a trip to Hawaii or a trip to New York City or whatever, overseas, just see what it costs in mileage to buy one of those tickets right now. And then you'll know why these guys are so eager to sell you uh, miles at 25 or 50 or 100% off. So, Clayton, did you rush right in and sign up for that? No, I rushed right into your office and uh, showed it to you and had a good laugh. <laughs> well, what you've, what you've definitely pointed out to us here is that uh, no matter what the airlines throw at you and how lo- lo- we were just talking about doing your homework, so in this case, if you didn't know that 25% was a discount that they didn't regularly exceed in other places, you might jump on that. But I just think it's really arrogant for the airlines to try to sell to their best customers a product that isn't really fairly priced and make them sign up for it on a monthly basis. Was it, was it like just by the month or 12 months that you had to sign up for, or did you even get that far? I must confess, I didn't get that far, but I do remember reading the word annual somewhere in there. So I think what they're going for is, you know, a 12-month commitment. A 12-month commitment. So they will sell you enough miles that you can get a round trip to Los Angeles, and at the end of the day, it will have cost you $600 or something to that comparison. Anyway, just another thing to look out for. Clayton, thanks thanks for weighing in and for sharing that. I appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoying the show. I'll get back to it. All right. All right. Thanks. All right, Mike. I'm Mark. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming that you're just going to jump right on that right now, too, right? Um, I just. It, what arrogance! <laughs> I mean, do they think people are just stupid? I mean, first of well, all, well, come on. We, we got to give give uh, people a little bit of a break. Not everybody is in the. It knows all the information that uh, that you and Clayton does. It's it's it seems enticing, uh, but I think you gave good advice. Check the value of your points and find out. I have someone very close to me that had amassed like a hundred and twenty five thousand uh, Southwest points, and they thought, oh my God, I can I, I can go anywhere and do anything with that, and they figured out uh, one trip 
from, you know, the east part of the country to California would, for two people, would pretty much wipe out their entire, what took five years to accumulate. And Southwest only modestly adjusted their program, not nearly as much. And we have this, you know, this dynamic pricing thing, which has slopped over to the awards system. So it, you're, it used to be that 25,000 miles got you a one-way ticket and 50,000 got you a round-way, round-trip ticket to almost anywhere in the continental United States. It was pretty standard. Um, you didn't get it for less than that. You didn't get it for more than that. Now it's possible in some places to get it for a little less than what you used to pay, but in most cases it's possible to get it for a lot more. I mean twice as much or three times as much. This doesn't just carry to airlines. It carries to hotels too. It's all about concerts. And We got a, a, a travel, an email at, the, at TravelGuysRadio.com. Uh, into our mailbox, and I, we're getting a lot more mailbox questions, and I promise we're going to put that feature on more than once every six weeks like we've been doing because we're getting a lot more questions from our from our listeners. What one lady wrote in and said, I and I've been on the road, I haven't had a chance to answer her individually, so I'll answer her here. She said, you know, I went and looked at an airfare, and the next day I went and looked at it, and it was more. And she said, how is it that the fare could change Overnight, and well, it's it's this dynamic pricing. If the airline sees that it looks like they're going to sell all of those tickets no matter what, then they're going to juice the fare an extra twenty five, fifty, a hundred bucks, depending on how much the fare was in the first place. Yes, it's entirely possible to log on. United has this thing called Fare Lock, so you can lock in your fare. Of course, they charge you for that, depending on how long you want to lock the fare in for. So that's a way to make revenue off the pri- fact that the price is ever changing. But it at least offers you a way, if you find what you think is a great price, to lock it in for a few days or a week or something while you do more homework. It's amazing how creative the airlines have gotten, as Clayton pointed out, uh, at getting extra revenue from people. So just be careful. If, an, if you see a thing where, wow, you can, if you've got 100,000 miles and you need 110,000 to get a ticket that you want, and you can go online and buy those 10,000 miles lickety split and turn around and have them credit to your account and turn around and buy that ticket and it costs you a few bucks for the miles it probably was a good deal look you you drained your account we always cheer don't save those miles and those points for too long because they're always being devalued so they'll never be worth as much tomorrow as they're worth today so if you've got a goal and you get to it use it Use those miles because the fact that they're giving them out like candy should tell you something. I mean, that really should be a clue. Okay, one more thing I want to get to before we go to the break here. Um, American Airlines, um, this was reported by our uh, friend Ben Schloppick at One Mile at a Time. Uh, He ran into this a couple times, and he kind of asked on his blog if others had, and they indicated that they had run into other situations where American Airlines is apparently – uh, you know how they say when you get to the gate, uh, we need to check 15 bags because we're the plane is full and there won't be enough space. And if we don't get enough bags checked, we'll have to check them at the last minute. That could cause a delay. You all have connections. Get on board with this with us. Uh, we'll let you check the bag for free. So in many cases, you get a, ver- a varying number of volunteers that come up. Sometimes that works wonderfully. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. American Airlines has apparently started telling people that – um, we've got a weight restriction on this aircraft. Uh-huh, heard about that. So we can't possibly accommodate all of these carry-on bags. You'll have to check them. Now think about this just for a second. 
Yeah, I am. Uh, weight restriction, if whether it's under the plane or on uh, in the overhead, it's the same weight. Thank Please. you. Thank oh you. Thank gosh. you. Thank no. you. Uh, <laughs> however, however, on this blog, uh, one mile at a time, uh, some airline people have come on and pointed out that sometimes it does matter where the weight is on the plane. Oh, okay. That weight and balance, especially if it's a very light load. But if it were a light load, then you would have plenty of room in the overheads. So why not just tell people whatever the truth is instead of some malarkey you made up um, that we're not going to be able to take off. You you can't take your carry-on bag on. Um, but some people from some of the airlines have pointed out that, yes, if you put too much baggage on, in some cases you have to take a couple of passengers off. And they've seen situations like that happen before. So I don't want to give uh, American too much grief here. But it does appear from other folks who have posted and notes being compared here that this is breaking out in different places and that this may be American Airlines' new company line to get people to comply is that um, we have a weight restriction. And so, therefore, <laughs> you can't. And, and thank you, Tom, yeah. for pointing out the obvious uh, conclusion there that it, if a bag is in the overhead or in the belly of the aircraft, it weighs the same amount. However, it's in a different place. Yeah. So uh, some who, who, who know more than we do might say, hey, you guys are the ones uh, who are off base. But anyways, it just is kind of interesting. It, well, ne- next, it's going to be we need we need all the larger passengers, heavier passengers must sit near the rear of the plane. That helps us take off better. Yeah, exactly. Listen, yeah. coming up in the last segment here, we've been talking about for a while about some of these extended cruises at sea a year round or three years or go around the world in half a year on a cruise ship some passengers signed up for one and ooh the update is not good live saturdays 11 to 12 that be us travel and entertainment guys mark hoffman and tom romano thanks for coming in along we're into our uh, final segment again uh, if you uh, just tuned in or missed part of the show or want to catch one of our previous programs you can find our podcasts at uh, kfbk.com iHeartRadio, or at travelguysradio.com all right, Mark, we got a little bit to cover here on our last segment, so let's get started. We are talking a little bit about cruise ships here. We've talked about these extended cruises that different companies have been off to offering, not necessarily all the mainstream companies, and that goes back to something we were talking about before earlier in the right. program. And, man, if there's just one thing, if there's one takeaway that you get from this program – um, and it causes you to spend a little bit more time doing your homework and your research before you buy a travel product, then we have done our job. Because if these folks had done that, I don't think they'd be in this position. Uh, a Turkish cruise company has reneged on the promise of a lifetime three-year round-the-world cruise going to more than 140 companies, customers who spent millions in deposits are asking a U.S. attorney for help getting their money back. This is a story reported on by the Washington Post last week. Um, 78 of the passengers for life at sea uh, have lost an estimated $16 million because this cruise line 
had a ship which apparently wasn't quite ocean worthy for all the places that they wanted you know not every ocean is the same just like every not every road is the same mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so sailing at different times of the year through different waters you need a different type of ship apparently the ship they had wasn't ocean worthy for all of those places they tried to find another one um and think about this this was supposed to sail in november so by the time they told passengers it wasn't going to sail, it was only about two weeks beforehand, well, a lot of people had already positioned themselves in Turkey. Or if you're a retiree, let's say you were 68, 69 years old, and you said, you know what, this is going to be my transition. I'll buy this three-year cruise, and before I go, I'll get rid of a lot of stuff, and I'll move out of my house, and I'll put things in storage, and I'll take the stuff with me I need. And when I come back, right. I'll go into a retirement community or move into an apartment or, you know, this will be the marker in my life. So a lot of people had made plans for these things, and now within a couple of weeks of departure, they find out they're not going or that it's been – first it's been delayed, then it's been delayed again. Now it looks like it's not going to happen, and guess what? that close to departure you've paid these people all of your money so people who had travel insurance in some cases may able to be, be able to recruit that money but months and now we're months later and only four of the passengers have received even a partial refund the rest of these folks i have really bad news for them it's entirely possible that it's not that their money is that somebody ran off with it these people used it for operating expenses, and it, it, may not, it may not be there anymore. So it's not like you can sue them and find where the pile of money is. The pile of money may very well be gone. So um, buyer beware. This was a Turkish cruise company. I don't know anything about them at all. So I'm not here to say that every foreign-based cruise company, tour company, whatever, is not to be trusted. My, personally, my own company does business with dozens of foreign-based companies who provide service for our groups when we travel overseas because as i mentioned before they they know their country better than i could ever possibly know it so a lot of these people are 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 good to have on your team but in this case maybe um a little more homework might have helped some of these people avoid this situation um you've got a lot of major cruise lines and if you're going to put a life-changing experience in somebody's hands for a lot of money, you've you've really got to do your homework, and you've got to make sure that wherever that money is going, is some place that you can trust that they're going to deliver the product that you paid for. It's going to be a long-term class action suit with uh, not a good outcome, I would imagine. Even if you win, you don't win because it, you may be suing, going after money. That just doesn't exist. I mean, maybe you can put somebody in jail, but it's not going to. And if you're 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, it's not like you're going to go back to work and recoup those funds. So just just be careful when you're you're doing business and you're putting up. It's one thing you you sign up for a week long vacation and it's a few thousand dollars. And, uh, you know, we'll make you happy if something happens and the company folds and you can't go or something like that. But at least it's not life changing. Um, these folks have gotten them into a, themselves into a situation that is probably not going to end well, and it really points out the importance of doing homework, doing business with people that you know, and people that you can trust, and also doing your homework. And not only if you know them and trust them, but do they have the proper insurance 
and the proper licensing to be able to sell you the products that they have? And is there somebody somebody standing behind them in case something happens? All right, something a little bit more upbeat here. Um, there is a ship called the Icon of the Seas. They have a new cabin, and it literally opens into the open ocean. So um, their first voyage is January the 27th, which is what? Today? Yesterday? Mm-hmm. Uh, today. Uh, it, it's taking off. So they have this new infinite ocean view balcony room. It's kind of a futuristic cabin-style design, and it's creating a lot of buzz, good, bad, and otherwise, even though it hasn't sailed yet. So we're going to hear a lot more buzz, I'm sure, in the next couple of weeks. One, It has a floor-to-ceiling ocean view window in the cabin. And wow. you push a button, and the top part of the window comes down mechanically, and now you are literally on the ocean. You are out your, now, outside it- your window. Do you know whether it comes down all the way or partial, uh, or the, does it really matter? The one I saw was we don't all want people the way. Falling out. Yeah, go ahead. By the way, if you when go to travelguysradio.com, I believe there is a link there that will give you an opportunity oh, to view this on your own. Okay, um, I'll do that. But uh, imagine being able to have, yeah. of course, uh, some of the early comments from folks who got the preview. On board, you know, they let some people on board to preview this, so there they would get some buzz going. Some of the folks said, "Well, gee, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's windy or not that warm, you know, off the water, and uh, you open this window and suddenly whatever is outside is inside." And some folks have said, "Gee, if I want to, you know, be I want the wind in my face, I'll go out on the deck." Um, others have said, "Wow, this is awesome because yeah. now I have a my room is a patio, my room is a mm-hmm. balcony. If I, that's what I want." So you can expect that these – I should have looked and seen what the premium charge was for this. Oh, that yeah, would have been we'll have little... to look into that. I'm sure it's going to be pricey. I've seen ads for the Icon of the Sea, and I imagine a lot of other people that watch uh, watch TV, sports, whatever, have seen it. It's the one that looks like a uh, floating uh, amusement park. Very brightly colored, all kinds of slides and activities and things that you can do. I didn't realize they were going to have the uh, special uh, cabins, but, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. It, it is, and it, it's something that, you know, nobody else has done. So whenever you're first on the block to do something, why, you're always going to get a, uh, you're always going to get kudos for it. So our friends from Travelers United are going to join us next week. Um, right here are the travel guys. So um, to give us some updates, so you'll want to be ready for that. Also, I want to uh, remind you that if you would have, if you have an interest in our podcast, if you can't hear the show live every week, you can hear it sans commercial and news breaks, which makes it a little bit shorter. Uh, if you go to travelguysradio.com, you can not only pick up the podcast, but you can. Sign up, and we'll send you a notice and a link every week when the podcast comes out so you don't have to catch it live if you're not available. And as we uh, mentioned earlier, uh, we take questions at our website, TravelGuysRadio.com, and we will either answer them by email or we'll have a have you on our program where we answer the questions live here on the radio. All righty, my friends, it looks like uh, that's about it for uh, for the Travel Guys for this week. You have a fabulous fabulous rest of your week we'll see you next saturday at 11 a.m and remember dance like nobody's watching have a great week